Do apologize. I dropped off. I am Judah Bernard with the Rise Creating Your Voice podcast. I am the wisdom dialogue and the motivational warrior. Um, if you were in in the other live, I do apologize. It kind of dropped off, but I want to know if people can hear me too as well. And wanting you to know that we're talking about selective love on tonight. And what is selective love? So I'm trying to tag my co-host and let her know to come on in and come on in, come on in. Come on in, people. Come on in here. Talk to me. Talk to me about this. What is love? What is love? What is love? There she is. What is love? (coughs) Hopefully she can get connected this time. Yay! How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Sorry about that little hiccup. Look, it's a hiccup. It's a Thursday. People, <laughs> people were working and things like that. So I just thank you for showing up today. I know it's Veterans Day, so we definitely want to wish all of the serving veterans out there a happy, happy Veterans Day. I hope you took charge of all the freebies and whatever they were giving out. We salute you. Absolutely. I salute myself because I'm a veteran. Oh, well, happy Veterans Day to you. So I'm excited. Um, I worked out and I'm feeling really tired right now, but I'm going to go on and push forward. We're pushing forward. Yes. So we're talking about selective love, and I did a little excerpt starting from the beginning, but I think I deleted, so I'm just going to start over. Selective love from a personal personalization standpoint for me is, I think, I know, let's say that, that love is not selective but can select so love is a choice but i don't think selective love is a whole term and i think people get it intertwined with oh because i chose them but the thing is because you're human you have that type of choice mm-hmm. now you can't select the love that they give you mm-hmm. because no one knows that that measure of love that they're giving you. So you can't, for me personally, I can select a person, but I can't select a love. I can't select the love I'm giving them because sometimes my love will vary versus how their behavior and conduct is. Mm -hmm. So I feel that selective love is basically at a point where, for me personally, it's not selective love. Or do I respect the love that I choose to give them? I agree with you. I think with me, selective love is choosing to love a person in the way that they like to be loved and their understanding and their concept of love. So if I'm a person, for instance, you know, they have the, um, what is it, the five languages of love or the language of love, right? personally am not really big on um gift giving right like i love flowers but i'm not really big on gift giving but i'm big on acts of service even though i battle with it at times but if someone does something kind for me to me that shows they love me more than if they went and bought me a designer handbag Mm -hmm. so i think selecting a love is selecting to humble yourself and love that person in the way that they choose to be loved and they like to be loved and they understand love and they do it back. So then in that way, I'm communicating to you the way that you want to be communicated, how you want to be communicated to. 
so now I have a question. Mm -hmm. Love language and things like that, then again, for me is, how can someone say they love me and hate me in the same sentence? Like they'll give you that designer bag or they'll give you this or they'll give you that. But then again, come around, I can't stand you in this way. Well, I think love is a choice. You choose to be in love. Right. So I agree right. with you in that sense, Judah. Um, you know, I, I heard someone tell me once that even when you're looking at marriage, there's a there's a possibility that you can fall in and out of love in the course of a marriage, but you choose to be married and you choose to show up every day and be present in that marriage. So I think to answer your question, it can happen. I've been in love before where I looked at somebody today and I'm like, oh, today, nope, today you are just not the person that, you know, is like ruffling my feathers. Right. But at the end of the day, when I close my eyes and I wake up every morning, you are the person that I'm choosing. You are the person that my heart chose. I choose you. So I think that's where love is a choice. Okay. So that means you can actually have selective love for someone else while you're in love with that person too? Because now it, it goes real harsh for me that I understand for me that person and I'm looking at it from a personalization level that once I'm in love, I'm in love with that person mm -hmm. or love that person mm -hmm. and have um, a God said love for a lot of people, which is conditional love, unconditional love. Mm -hmm. But th this is the person where they will get more, they will have more attention and have all of the things that the perks of having someone to love you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but then again, on the opposite, I don't see the the the, the true choices uh, because for me, humanly, I choose to love that person. Right. But I wouldn't say it's selective love because then again is I really don't I can't measure their love and sometimes even love languages can get misconstrued. They can. Because at the end of the day, if you stop and look at it that Every day, I don't feel like being a giver. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I just have to be spooned. You know, <laughs> I don't. But I don't think we should be measuring the other person's love. When I'm in love with someone, I'm not measuring their love. I'm measuring their input. How much are you putting into this? How much are you pouring into this? You know, does that make sense? It's like for me, if I'm pouring in. 50% and you're only pouring in 30. I'm not measuring your love. I'm measuring how much you're showing up and how much you're being present with me in this relationship. Um, again, someone once said to me that, well, not to me on TV, <laughs> to me, because I was watching TV, but whatever. He said that every day him and his wife wake up and they are in a friendly competition to win each other's love every day so he says if she wakes up and she makes a fantastic breakfast which he knows breakfast is she knows breakfast is his thing he plans on making a fantastic dinner because she knows that she loves dinner so that's what i feel like i measure people by how much they're putting in if if i'm dating you and i'm calling you and i'm present with you and you're not giving that back then i'm measuring the fact that you're not present so therefore why am i going to pour into this as well so i think it's all about the input for me
And, and I understand that, but at any given time, if they are not as expressive as you may be, then then y'all don't have the same love language. So how are y'all gonna move forward? I don't know. Some people do. Or but then again, <laughs> but then again, Judah, there are some people who they don't match with how they they select to show their love. They don't match. But that's why I said you have if you really want a person or if you really want something, you have to speak that person's language. If that person matters to you and if the 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 relationship or the unity matters to you. I need to speak your language. So for you, Judah, if I know that you love good morning text messages, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to make it my mission to right. send you good morning text messages every morning because I want you to know that I am here. Right. But if I'm like, no, nah, I don't do that. No, no. Text messages not my thing. That person is not going to feel anything to even be selective to because what am I getting? What, what's here for me? And I totally get it. And I think it's all about that learning process. But I guess for me, because over the course of years, people change. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just any relationship, um, a previous relationship, um, I'm the type of person is it's not that I'm checking up on you. I just want to know, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Some people don't like that. They think yeah. it's it's overwhelming. But to me, I'm looking like it's not that serious. Well, Judah, you know what? I, I know some people may think this is negative. I don't. I think in the beginning of dating, you should spend more time finding out what the person don't like than what they do. I think that. But I want to. Because if I. But people don't want to do that because they don't want to see the ugly side right now. They want to see the glamorous. They want to see the honeymoon and the butterflies. And they want that representative to be there and show all the positives. But I need to know what you don't like. Because when I know what you don't like, then I have a better concept of understanding how you're going to handle it. Right. And I, and that lets me know if we're suitable for each other later on down the line. Exactly. But I, 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 think, I think the whole thing about it, Judah, is to back up before you even decide to be quote unquote selective or before you even decide to be anything with someone, you have to know that you want it for yourself. Yeah. Cause that's the only way I'm going to love you unless I know. And I, I tell people all the time, especially when I'm dating somebody, I need to know that you want this for you, whether it's me, another woman, another person, you want this for you because only then are you really going to give it a hundred, a thousand percent. Right. You just need to be figuring out if I'm that person, but you should want it for yourself. Right. Because then that's the only way. And I think the biggest thing is that is you have to be selective for yourself. And I think you brought up a good point because I don't think, I think some people want a companion um, or that body there. Yeah. The actual intent of love. Yeah. Well, then why do people, okay, so good, good point. If this person, if person A, break it down, remember in high school how they had A and B person? If person A only wants companionship, but person B wants marriage, right? But person A wants all the benefits of marriage, but they don't want marriage then should person B be selective on the love that they give? 
but sometimes that even that whether person a and person b have not even communicated it you have some type of behaviors in some of the things that they want and sometimes it can be in conflict too as well because somebody is looking for total marriage somebody is just looking for the benefits of the marriage yeah just the companionship but then again when you stop and think about the whole realm of it it's not going to lock well because basically somebody's looking for a lifetime and somebody's yeah. right now and somebody is benefiting and somebody isn't like my dad always exactly. say if, if you give a man milk why he got to buy the cow wow and some people i mean we want to hear from you guys what is selective love in your household what is selective love in your relationships um let's let's hear hear some comments down here i don't know if i'm gonna push something wrong i know me Come on, let's hear your comments. Let's hear. <laughs> Hello, everybody that's on. We're talking about selective love. And we understand that selective love from a personalization standpoint that humans choose, but love can be somewhat selective, but love is not selective. You can have selective love, but it depends on the different things as you're looking at the elements of love. We particularly talked about love languages and yeah. how they can change. So then again, be careful about the love that you select because especially if it changed in and out of that relationship, you can become confused easily and there's a lot of um, drama. That's well, don't, also nobody wants bipolar love. I don't want I don't want your love today and your hate tomorrow. I don't want you to be a thousand today and ten tomorrow. <laughs> right, it, it, it happens like that. It happens like that. What some of our viewers saying? What are some of the listeners saying? What are some of the followers saying? Just type. Well, Judy, we had a question last week about um, wasn't it a question about falling in love? Doesn't that kind of go with this as well yeah. about choosing uh, love? And what was, do you remember that total question about falling in love? Um, I don't, but if that person is watching, ask the question again, please. But I think it was something along the lines of um, choosing to love again, or how do you choose to love again, or something like that, or choose to love, period. Um, okay, so we can, we'll go off that. How to choose to love again. I start off is basically number one for me is I don't want I don't want to receive the same love as I, as I was given. So what I want to do is the idea was start doing self assessments of how I love mm -hmm. or how I choose or how people discuss how they felt that I love. Like yeah, I'm more, feedback, huh? Like feedback. getting yeah. feedback, yeah. Feedback. Um, I was more of the provider, so I will provide, I'll provide, and that was my way of love, but I think their way of love is more of attention, more of, you can provide all day long, but if you're not showing me, or I'm thinking showing is, I provide, I'm doing the house of you, and I'm giving you money, I'm doing, I'm doing all the necessary things um, as a provider, and so that's why I stopped to look at, okay, who am I, who am I as a person now? And am I that person that always needs to provide for people? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the, th the third thing was 
self-assessing my love languages. Yeah. Okay. Even self-assessing them, but looking at do I really fit with those love languages I was given back in three to seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to be more informed and in tune with how we love. And I think some people just don't know how to love because um, that love becomes a behavior and a conduct that sometimes get out of edge. And if it and if you feel like it's not right or the love that uh, your, the person is giving you back that is not right, it's going to be conflict. Yeah, yeah. I think it was more so of learning a person of who I choose to be in a relationship next, making sure that number one is they love me for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, without flaws and all. <laughs> uh, yeah. Able to communicate. And that was one of my important pieces is setting boundaries of let's communicate. Um, mm-hmm. Let's not always go straight into the sexual part and, you know, we may hum, hum, and everything's okay. That's going to make it work. That's going to build up into a big old wound that us wide open later on. Yeah. Um, always be in the knowing of financial situations when it comes to love, too, as well, especially if y'all um, partying and uniting together. And also mm-hmm. um, check in. Check in on the person's love. Check mm-hmm. in on uh, check in. I call it check in, check up. Uh, let's let's have breathing moments. Let's have moments where we're able to just calm each other down too, as well. But then again, let's realize why we are here, where we are now. Yeah. And talk about yeah. present. Um, and I think most people don't. That's huge. That uh, is so huge. Yes. Um, talk about the present. Talk about the present and where you are now. And if there, if there is room to talk more later, is about building towards the future. What does yeah. it look like? And start setting goals for y'all love. You have to set goals. You have to set goals, and I think that's one thing that me being in the place where I am now is we setting goals. We're doing the necessary things in order to make sure that not only we're loving, but we're connecting that bind in love. Yeah, love yeah. have ties. It should be separate love. Love should have ties. So that's mine. I love that, Judah. And I, I love that that came from a vulnerable state. It sounded like you did a lot of self-assessment. Yeah. And I know that that took a lot. I, I have to mirror that. I think for me, choosing to be in a state to love again was first me doing a self-assessment of analyzing if this person came to me today, Am I the kind of woman or am I at the point in my life or do I have, you know, do I have the attributes that that person would want? Right. You know what I mean? Am I in a position to accept this person? And, you know, do I have the ability to be, like I always keep saying, be present with this person? Um, I, you know, I think I, I can't say I want someone that's financially stable if I'm not financially stable. Right. Or I can't say I want someone that, uh, has a spiritual relationship if I don't have a spiritual relationship with my higher power. Right. So I needed to take the time. Um, I'm taking the time too, but I needed to take that time to really get to know me. And really also, Judah, I needed to also realize if the things that I was looking for in my past partners, was it what I really wanted or was it what someone told me I should want at this particular time, at this particular age in my life? You know what I mean? Like, you know, did, 
I had to really check in with me. Right. And, and it's a daily thing. Yeah. It's a daily thing. We're checking in with you and really realizing, like, okay, if I want marriage, am I somebody that can get married today? You know, do I, all, all my ducks in a row. Is my credit good? Is my finances good? Is, is my home, am I stable enough in my own individual right. life? I had to basically go back and recreate and reconnect with my own individuality, my own individual person. Um, so that when that person does come into my life, they have somebody that's whole. And I think that's the key is I needed to be whole by myself. I'm still fighting every day to be whole by myself. I'm struggling. I, I don't know if I told you I'm in a new city. I'm by myself. I don't know anyone. Oh, you and it's kind of hard. Hmm? You moved? I'm in Austin. Oh, you, we, oh we'll talk later. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I'm from Houston. And I've only been in Austin for six months. Oh, wow. And I'll be honest with you, um, and I've also shared that I suffer from um, uh, <laughs> MDD. So um, that took a toll on me. So I had to realize, am I at a mental state that I could be with that person that I wanted right. to be with? So I, I think, like you're saying, it takes a lot of self-assessment. Yes. You have to check in with yourself. Um, but you also have to be humble enough to check in with yourself. And also, I want to also say this, Judah. I took things from my past partners that were amazing. Mm -hmm. And I had a conversation with God and I said, God, this person was this way and did this. And I love that. If it suits you, I would want this, but even more, even greater in my forever person. Right. It's okay to take those positive things that, you know, everybody wasn't all bad that you dated. It's okay to take those positive things and say, I liked that this person did this, or I liked that this person was this way. I want that in my favorite person, even though that was not my favorite right. person. And, and, I want, and I want people to understand that you're not going to always choose the perfect match. And nothing's perfect. But understanding that in it, that communication uh, and selecting. And if you want to do selective love, because I think what we understand, I think sometimes we do selective lusting. They have all of the outside attributes of they're six foot two, muscular, and, or, or, or they are 5'11", skinny, yeah. zero body, 36, this, 24 weight, all that stuff. That's selective lust. That's not selective love. That's a selective, um, I want to, it's a, it's a, let me just put it simple. It's a freaking down moment. <laughs> Um, it's a B-O-O-T-Y um, call. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Sometimes they, can turn, sometimes they may not be your intention, Judah, and it turns into that. Sometimes you may actually literally be looking to seriously date someone, but the moment you start becoming intimate, that is a distraction. I think the hard thing is it, dating somebody with no it, sex. <laughs> doesn't necessarily have to be intimate. And I think from my relationship that I'm in now, the intimacy comes after marriage sex yes because i think too much sometimes we over analyze sex yeah and we wanted we want that feel because somebody told you it was cosmic and if you don't get it before then you know later it won't but the thing is i what i feel to real what i tried to realize is that Sometimes majority of my relationships started with sex. Oh yeah, I did. Because when people say So why can't I change that paradigm and not do it? 
But when people say that they didn't lust, I, I think the first thing you do when you see someone is you lust because you're looking at this person and you're like, oh, this person is attractive. So when you, somebody say, I didn't date you for your looks, I think that's an immediate lie unless you've met this person on the phone and you've never laid your eyes on him. So the first thing I notice when I see someone is something physically about them that I am attracted to, whether it's your smile, your skin complexion, your charisma, <laughs> your demeanor. But yeah. Yeah. I think most people start to, and and excuse me if I'm using this word, word start fantasizing about that love. Yeah, romanticizing. Absolutely, you do. And then I look at it from a standpoint of what comes after that, especially when there's no communication. And you know, pheromones are all blowing up and everything. And then pop goes the weasel. Then the weasel go pop. And then <laughs> next thing you know, it's an instant relationship and you're like, well, how did I get here? Okay, but hold on though, Jizza. It happens. On, on the opposite side, sorry, my dog is right here. On the opposite side, if how long is too long? I don't know. And I think that's just for the individual people. Okay. Only they know how long is too long or how long is too short. Yeah. Um, but then again is don't be so easily ready to rush into something that is not personally for me, I want to just be in a peaceful, calm relationship. Mm -hmm. I'm in right now. And it it's in it where you're able to handle the situation. Mm -hmm. being able to communicate, being able to say positive things and also be on our mind frame of equally being able to express yourselves. Yeah. Um, but then again, not worrying about the after effects. But I think it's, I think it's a catch 22 because you're saying don't be so eager to rush into something. I agree. But I also feel like that goes along with what I said earlier. If two people are individually ready on their own, before they even meet each other, they're ready. There's no reason, A, to jump into something immediately, but there's... take 30 years to actually come about. What I think is so, so many times, and this goes way back to one of our first um, lives, I think what happened is people are meeting people and, and when they're meeting people, they're still trying to decipher if I'm ready for something serious. And then once they realize that they're ready for something serious, then that person also has to wait and see if that person is ready for something serious with them. That's where I feel like that single stage, when you're single, you need to be completely single. Because when you involve someone else, now this person has to wait for you to know that you're ready on your own. And now this person has to wait for you to also decide if they are the right person. And I just think that that's a bit unfair. Well, I don't think that's unfair because that's life. Because number one is you have so many alternatives. You got friends with benefits. You got friends with friends. You got a whole gamut of people. But, but you immediately know what it is when you meet. Okay, if you know, if, uh -uh. <laughs> friends with benefits, Judah, friends with benefits, you know, 
I know within the first few conversations, Sometimes. if I like talking to you on a romantic level or if I just want to jump your phone. I know. But the, the biggest problem is this, that sometimes in that jumping your bone, that jumping your bone turns into something more serious because of the interlock or the interchange of whatever. But mm -hmm. then when we look at it, we need to look at the whole perspective of is it really correct? Because now your whole synopsis was just jumping the bone. Now they done got feelings for you while they jumping the bone. Which, which again, like you said, it can happen. <laughs> but then again, will you be ready to because your whole idea that night was jumping the ball. And you might be, you know, a person like, well, that's what it was. And that's it. But that's So then I think that's that, where person A and B comes in. Person A, oh, maybe both of y'all just want to jump each other's bones. And then you wanted to wake up and go about your life, but person A wanted to do it again. So here you go. You stand well, them again. You see them on Tuesday. You see them Wednesday. You see them Thursday. Next thing you know, it's a situation shift. It's a whole situation shift. A whole situation. And then you know, you know, things are things happen, and people, you know, yeah. Some people leave, some people stay. Then somebody's pregnant. It's a whole. It's a, It's so many narratives that we can draw from it. <laughs> okay, so then back on topic with that, then yeah, it's a whole. If we're selecting love. When 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 do you think it is the appropriate time to select that? Is it immediately when you first meet each other? Or do you think throughout time you will decipher it if this person is a romantic person or not? Look, and then how long is too long for you to waste this person's time? And I think this is all about people and their individualities. But mm -hmm. then we still have to think about people's um, desires. Mm -hmm. um, their wants, their needs. But for me, the biggest problem is sometimes people don't really communicate that. And some people are just not com good communicators. So, mm -hmm. therefore, it's sort of like lead on, but then again, it flips over to something totally different because you don't know how many other bones people jumping outside of your jumping bones. That's it true. It becomes risky. Okay, so then do we... <laughs> All right, now I have another question. Then you, you gave me another question. So since we're talking about dating and being selective and all of that, do you agree with the many stages of dating? Do you agree with meeting someone and y'all are just talking? Then there's this exclusive talking. Then there's a whatever else that people like to add in there before it's a relationship. What do you think? So I think for me, number one is dating is dating. Um, dating so when you immediately decide to date someone, you're exclusive. Yes. Is that a conversation that should be that's had? A conversation that's had, like, look, hey, we're dating. Okay. And what my big word I use is ex ex exclusivity. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, th this is what it is. Okay. If it went on one day, like it's one day. 
But if we're going on multiple days, that's something totally different. And I think people need to understand that some people go on days, but then they keep going on other days with other people. Then they go on multiple days, then they're just out there. And then they still go on a date with that next person and then might be going exclusively with that person, but then they're still going out on dates. But so I tell people to thine own self be true. Because the thing is, you wouldn't want somebody to do that to you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. being that is that person is person B already told you to person A that I want to date exclusive. That don't mean person A keep him or her options open and start keep dating other folks. Yeah, marriage people go outside their marriage and cheat. All the time. Let's just keep it real. But the biggest problem that I have with that is what is it? that takes us out there is that selective love or we just want to jump again i can't stress it enough it you have to want this for yourself for me judah i'm just like you i agree the moment i acknowledge that we're dating that means my attention is on you that means it's me and you um but then okay okay but hold on because this is where i think it gets crossed just because you are exclusively dating someone, some people automatically consider that a relationship. Is it a relationship? I don't think so. I don't think it's a relationship until you declare it a relationship. And th- I think that's the biggest problem is that it's still that communication piece because somebody, mm-hmm. you can be saying you're dating with dating exclusive, they in their head and in their own little body and their feelings and all this touching and all this stuff, they're able to say, oh, I'm in a whole relationship right now, but haven't expressed that to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And next thing you know, you go on another date, they handing you the keys of their house. You're like, well, oh, wait, this is a little deep now. Yeah. So, because I don't want to be, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, the fourth, you know, fourth and fifth, you know, they give you other stuff. You're like, well, you know. Like, I was just... <laughs> What are we doing here? So you stop and think about like, where are we going? I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's I have happened. To. So I understand we, I think we still need to set boundaries. And you have to understand number one is we all didn't grow up in the same household. And I try to say this every time that I talk to people is that I would never know what you've gone through or what that love looked like for you in your household when you grew up at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But let me show you what nine was. My dad, my mom, my stepmom, all of them were there for me. So I don't know what that relationship looked like for you and your father and your mother and things like that. So let's start having, and that's what I do. I have that discussion. Mm-hmm. My red flag is number one if somebody's not even taking me to their parents' house. And in what time frame? And that could be whenever they feel like. Mm-hmm. when they feel comfortable about it. But if we're dating still for a year and I haven't seen your parents, looking like, what, they're in Africa? <laughs> Over there? <laughs> you know, you know you, you got, you got just some questions. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, and I, I, you know, let people go because I'm looking like, if you can't communicate with your parents, you can't communicate with me. Or if you don't have a relationship right. with your parents. 
I'm just, I, I, that, I keep. That, we talked about that last. And, but we still understand that people still have some other, and, and it's good. There are, there whatever are. Whatever their narrative was. And then mm -hmm. we try to accept that. But I feel that no matter what, and that's just probably one of my values that I hold family was one of my high values along with spirituality. Mm -hmm. Again, when we don't, it's sort of like it's a it's a it's a challenge. I'm mm -hmm. um, not saying that you gotta continue to talk to them, but I think it should just be some type of relationship. So that's just me. Okay, all right. Well, um, <laughs> I think down in the comments, um, uh, CP Peterson actually brought up the weight, and I'm glad she did because the weight is actually a book by. Um, Megan and Devon Franklin. Uh -huh. um, I think Megan Good and her husband. Yeah. And they wrote this book about the weight, which uh, I have read and I think it was absolutely fantastic. Um, and it talked about basically having that time to take sex off the table, take it off the table like it's not even existing. It's and I'm basically, it's tunnel vision on getting to know you. I want to know about your childhood. I want to know about you. I want to know about um, how you see the world. I want to see things. I want to do things with you. Yeah. And when you take sex off the table and it's not a distraction, I am more capable of seeing you for you rather than seeing you for the moments that you make my body feel good, right? Right. So or not feel the good. <laughs> or make, yeah, because, yeah, you know, both people might not feel good. Just saying. But... <laughs> <laughs> But it's such a good book, and it gives a lot of good pointers um, on that. And, and I think if no one else has read that book, I think people need to. Um, and, it, and it also gives you, it gives you a, 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 a moment of strength, mm -hmm. of control. You're controlling those urges. And you have those urges, but you're controlling those urges. Um, and it, it's supposed to uh, award you to have a more solid relationship when you do decide to have one right. but the funny thing is because that they talked about them and they also talked about sierra and russell wilson because they had a year of getting to know one another with no sex on the table they were able to make solid and good decisions that this was their forever person yeah. they were sure that this was their person um like like i love when devon actually mentioned i'm not gonna give the book away you guys gotta read it but he said by month five I think he knew Megan was his wife. So from month five all the way to month 13, by the time they got married, he was then focused on the future marriage that they had. It wasn't any distractions. I wasn't still trying to figure out if you were my person. He knew that he was his person because they didn't have sex to distract them. And it's a, it's a really good book. Right. And I think what we still have to understand that sex is a distraction. Oh, absolutely. It's just a distraction. It's a cover-up. It's an excuse. It's all of that in the beginning. It's a I, I emotion that people... My past, so let's have sex. Oh, yes. So we have, do you believe in selective love? And and if so, wouldn't, wouldn't that overshadow the blueprint of universal love? Are the two loves capable of coexistence as one emotion? Do I believe in sex? Uh, not sex. <laughs> I believe in selective love. And if so, wouldn't that overshadow the blueprint of universal love? 
So here, do you want me to tackle that? Yes. Now, personally, I don't believe in selective love. Personally, I believe in human select who you choose to be with. And that might not be love. That might be lust. That might be attraction. That might be whatever that selection piece may be. Mm -hmm. And I never saw, because for, for me, agape love is unconditional love. And that's just something universally we have. Mm -hmm. um, once you get to, a, um, what's the word I want to use? Marriage type of love or um, 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 the, the love that you have for your spouse or your, 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 your other, the, whoever you're with at that particular time is something different from universal love. Universal love is the love that Jesus had for mankind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't remember Jesus ever having um, relationships with anybody. You know what I'm saying? And I don't remember Jesus <laughs> selecting no, love. He loved everybody. It is yeah. different. Um, so collective love for me is, I don't feel that it's conditional. But it also looks at a piece of that humans select, but then again, humans have a choice to select. But then again, in universal love, we are supposed to love everyone. That doesn't mean that I will love you want to jump your bones tonight. I just love you because Jesus was loved. And yeah. they coexist. They Because I don't believe in selective love, I do believe in the other type of love. There are other types of love that can coexist with universal love because universal love comes first. Mm -hmm. And then you have a stronger desire and a stronger urge or a stronger feeling or a stronger emotion for a person that you desire to be with, which I wouldn't call that selective love, but that still is human choice of love, so I wouldn't call it select because that means we can just go like up to a vending machine and select whoever we want to select. Mm -hmm. So that's just. I think I'm going to have to agree with you on that, Judah, but I think for me, I don't believe in selective love. I believe in selecting to love. I believe in making a solid choice that love is for you and that you want it. And I believe in exuding love. If I give love to everybody, it's going to come back to right. me. That, that's just how it is. I, I can see someone in the elevator and show them love today and just say, good morning, you look great, da 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 That's love. Right. So I believe in pouring out love, but I believe in waking up every day and choosing love. Mm -hmm. So when you meet that right person, that person is so easy to decipher if this is that person that you're choosing because you've already made a solid decision in your heart that you want to love and you want to love like God or like whoever. So when that person comes along, it's easier for you to decide if this is your person. I uh, hopefully we asked. Oh, oh, good point. Thank you. We try to make good points on here. <laughs> Are there any other questions? Are there any other questions? Thank you, Tony, for that great, great, great question. Are there any other questions on here? I know we were going to talk about something for the next topic. I can't remember it. I think C.P. Peterson, if you can remember that that conversation you wanted to have for the next topic too as well. But we understand that selective love is number one is 
I don't personally believe in it. And if someone believes in it, if you can come on and tell us your side of the selective love and things like that, and what's your belief to as well, or if you want to just put it in the chat, you can put that too. And we're asking, does it coexist? I think universal love coexists with many emotions, love languages, and things like that. But then again, universal love comes first. That's the first thing. First and foremost. First, first and foremost, we, we're supposed to love. Now, a lot of us love, and then we take it back for some odd reason. I don't know why, but that's... That's Indian love. That's conditional love. Yes. That's the opposite of God's unconditional love. I think when you love someone unconditionally, like I said earlier, that doesn't mean you like them today. <laughs> But it means you love them at the end of the day. When I go to bed and I wake up in the morning, I still love you. It doesn't matter that I don't like you today. You may have done something that wasn't ideal for me or to me, but I love you enough to choose you every single day and to choose our love every single day. So I beg to differ that the homework for our listeners tonight is, are you having selective love? And what the selective love looks like to you. Mm-hmm. And do it coexist with your unconditional love? Mm-hmm. I think the most important piece is if we're selective of love, then how many selections can you make? In a lifetime or at one so, moment? In 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 because I, I, what I want to um, um, put on this, because if we're selecting love, I want to use the metaphor or the analogy of a vending machine. I can select many things in the vending machine that I love. <laughs> I feel like if you love like that, you don't love. You're lusting, like you said. I'm just saying. That's want, <laughs> There's no way you can love that many people and call it love. Yeah, and it turns into a desire, and it's not love. Yeah, desiring so much. Yeah, Um, you you giving away too much love. You got too much love. You need to select to choose some of that love back. (laughs) Willie back. A two, E E two two. (laughs) Yeah, I need to will some of that back. I'm giving out too much love. No, no, no. There's no way you can love that. And I think what I want people to do is start doing more self-assessment of who you are and that yeah um that i talk about on many of my podcasts is creating yourself um being able to know who you really are instead of um listening to the tapes the books your parents your grandparents society your fraternity your sorority whoever in your ear whoever's in your heart whoever in your mind and put more focus on self-assessing yourself into where Jesus will allow you to be or have you to be, because we need to be tapping into our predestined and, and what we were destined for in life. And that's the most important part because it, I'm not mistaken, and I know I'm not mistaken, is that God wants us happy. And he wants us happy about everything. So, um, so that's all I have to say. <laughs> That was this one's good. I love it. I love talking about selective love. It was really good. Yes, yes, yes. Are there any other questions before we leave this place? I know we're at the top of the hour. If you have any questions, 
let us know um, what was the other suggestion for the next topic for next week. If you can't remember, I know I can't. I think C.P. Peterson said it last week. If you can tell us, C.P., we would love to hear it again. <laughs> but we can go back and watch it. We'll put it on the chat for next week. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, we have um, um, at lady underscore Matt Pink on Instagram and the keys on Facebook. So make sure you guys subscribe and comment on her post too as well. She has been our co-host for season four, which we started off with what is love. We're still going because it's a lot of, it's a lot of things that people need to know about love that I think we just take um, love to uh, what we feel and how we emote and not what we should be doing. Yeah. Oh, the way my memory set up. <laughs> she said the way her memory set up. She don't remember. But we're gonna go. She has too much going on. She is. Uh, uh, working post on it. Her masterpiece. Huh? I say she has a lot going on. She's working on her masterpiece. I know. I know. I can't wait that come. We're talking about CP Peterson. We're talking about the forty-year-old vegan at the forty-year-old vegan. We both love her dearly. That is a great friend of ours. And we're just waiting. Because um, I'll be going totally vegan and um, after Thanksgiving, so I'm going to need a couple of recipes. I already got. So wait, you can go vegan after you have your your Thanksgiving ham? We're not having ham. We're having a Caribbean feast. Oh, I want to see pictures yeah. of that. And jerk chicken and stuff like that. And... Okay, well, good. So I'm just. <laughs> That was my brother's idea if he's still on. Yay, Maurice. Um, yeah, total vegan. I was vegan for already for five, five or six years before. And I came back to not meat per se, but, you know, um, fish, chicken, and turkey. But then again, I really, really was very healthy at the vegan state. You know? You're about to get her started. She said there's a meat show. <laughs> Hey, that's why I need to go to meat. That's why I need to go away from um, eating meat. I know there's a meat shortage, and I don't want them to be giving us any, you know, for them people. I told, like I told them, I said, you know what, I'm going to start picking leaves off the trees and eat them at the end of the day. That's what we ate in the Bible, and we was real happy. Shh, don't tell nobody, because I don't want <laughs> I don't have no leaves. For Vegan is expensive. What? Be being vegan is so expensive. I don't think it was expensive to me. It's it's been expensive over the last twenty one days for me. Oh poor you! <laughs> I think I love it because it gives me it gives me more exercise because you have to force yourself to go and get. Oh, she said no meat is expensive. Yes, it is. Like you, yeah, yeah, meat is expensive, and I that's why I choose not to have it. It's so expensive. But I, I like, I, yeah, one day I'm going to have a big old garden where I can do like, you know, tomatoes and blackberries. Pick that stuff and just eat it from the garden. I'm all about that. It's nothing like having a nice salad or such from your own garden. It's going to be beautiful. Because you don't know where the other lettuce came from, like Mexico or wherever. And you don't know what they're going to put in it. Yeah. Are there any other question comments? I know we've gone off it, but Try to be a vegan today and also um, go to C.P. Peterson, which is at the 40-year-old vegan on Instagram at C.P. Peterson on Facebook, too, as well. 
go and drop her a note at the 40 and 40-year-old And all this O-L-E. O-L-E or D? O-L-E. E. V 40-year-old vegan. vegan. V-E-G-A-N. And hit her up. We want some vegan recipes. Hopefully, we can get on here before Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving. And we're going to have a couple of cooking shows during Christmas and Thanksgiving. So she's our special little um, host for that. We probably think about the moist brownies again. <laughs> yeah, that was funny to me. I made her nachos. Her uh, jackfruit nachos, they were amazing. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Thank you. Yes. Yes, I made her jackfruit nachos. Um, I think it was a like a cash, uh, cashew cheese. It was really good. And she has a cookbook that's coming out. Yes, yeah. Uh, and I absolutely cannot wait to Maybe. you guys. You're going to love it. You're gonna Hoping love it. that it dropped right after Thanksgiving so I can pick it up and go pick up all the food I need. I believe, she can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it will definitely be ready by Christmas. So if you definitely can't cook it for Thanksgiving, you can cook it for Christmas. No, it'll be after Thanksgiving. I'm yeah. After Thanksgiving. That'll be my last piece of meat on Thanksgiving. <laughs> All right. Well, it's definitely going to be ready for the New Year. So oh, everybody, hey, everybody, everybody gift your friend one of the books that's coming out. Yeah. Um, it's called The 20 Shades of Vegan, Volume 1 and 2. That she's combined, um, and it's amazing. It has quite a bit of recipes. I think it has appetizers, entrees, and I think she has a dessert in there too. So it's gonna be great. Cool. So thank you guys for listening, and definitely tune in next week. I promise you guys that we're not robots; we're humans. So think. <laughs> Sometimes we can't come on all the time, <laughs> but we do love you guys for being the audience, and always remember to tag a friend. Telephone. Tell a friend. Telephone. Tell your spouse. Heck, tell everyone. We'll see you on the next time. And also, if you don't love nobody, if, if you don't love yourself, how you going to love somebody? It's a good question. If you don't love yourself, how you going to love somebody? And on top of that, understand, start doing self-assessments on your behaviors and conducts because it might just be you and it's not the world. It just might be you. Sometimes you need to be quiet um, and understand who you are first. Sometimes well, it might not just be you, but it is us, Duda. We're not all single just because of other people. Right. So it might be yeah. you. So yeah. you leave here. Your homework is what am I doing in this relationship? Am I a housewife or am I HOE? <laughs> I'm just saying. These are the times you look at. <laughs> but my guys, am I a thug or am I a father? Well, do the assessment. Like I said, I had to do. Ask yourself this person that you say you want, are you the person that that person would want if you met them today? Ask yourself, and Cheryl, you are not. I'm done with her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to call her after this. Oh. <laughs> but no, ask yourself and make sure that you are the person that that person would choose today, that you're in a position in your life, emotionally, mentally, even physically, hey, 
that that person would want. You can't want someone that's physically fit if you're not physically fit. You can't want someone that's healthy if you're not healthy. You can't want someone that's mentally strong if you're not mentally strong. So make sure that you are assessing yourself from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet, that you are the person that that well, person Well, some of them wants. need to go deeper than the sole of their feet. They need to go. Some, people, parts, some people are in the ground right now, Judah. Judah, that's next week's topic. Are you the person that your ideal person wants? Oh, you wrote that down? <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write it down. Somebody write it down. Are you, are you the person? Because, Judy, you brought up finances. All of that is very important. Are you at a point in your life that you can really have the relationship that you want? Yeah. Or the companionship, hey, are you a good companion? Are you a good communicator? You can't have somebody communicate with you if you can't communicate back. Are you an HOE? <laughs> <laughs> Are you somebody that will not wait? Are you impatient? I am. So the thing is, but then again, sometimes people want, if you're impatient, but then you want somebody to be patient. That don't, that don't sound right. <laughs> Okay, let me check, know if you just read me. Okay, you just read me. Man. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we, we really need to look at that. Sometimes we probably need a little checklist. We probably need to come up with that where people can like pull cards and be like, oh, well, I'm not impatient. And we need to work on something like that where people can, like couples can have cards and say, and have conversation about that. They do, but Judy, you said we need to stop playing them games last week. No, I'm talking about them cards that go too far. <laughs> but I'm saying like words like impatient and have discussion about that. Like what does this mean to yeah. you? Okay, I love that. Um, maybe we could do that. Maybe um, you and I copy. can write. Let's go ahead and copyright. Maybe here, Judy, is that a business? Hmm? Is that a business? Yeah. All right, we're putting out some flashcards for your the flashcards for your first date, flashcards for your relationship, yeah. flashcards before you get married. Yeah. They come now. Flashcards cards to keep you married. <laughs> flashcards is the cipher. Oh, what we call quizettes. <laughs> <laughs> flashcards if you are a wife or HOE. There you go. There you go. If you till then. Till then. Wait till the flashcards come out. <laughs> oh, the flashcards come out. Thank you. We thank you guys for listening. As we leave here, we want to leave you with peace, harmony, and joy. But also, go home and do your homework tonight and actually look at where you stand as far as are you compatible with yourself, number one, and are you yeah. compatible with the person that you're with. Have those conversations. Have those deep conversations about what you guys choose to be in life. Some, some of you guys just want to be companions. That's what it is. Yeah. Some of y'all just want to be sponsored. But make that known. Make that known. Make it, make it out and open. And if you really want to settle down and want a real relationship, make that known too as well. But then again, just know sometimes you have to work on things for its finances and things like that too as well. So you can have something, a stability and concrete. Remember, a house is not built by um, by men alone. You have to have some type of foundation. Have to have some.
pour that foundation for your house and being at your house, being the unit that the two sides and all the good stuff come up. Then you put the sheetrock in and all that good stuff. It's a lot of processing, but then again, you can build it together if you're in it together. But then again, if somebody only putting the foundation, then somebody putting it on the one side up and nobody's talking about it, guess what? Your whole blueprint is already messed up. So I agree. Any other questions? My mouth hurt. I got my teeth, my braces tightening. It's not feeling um but it, um huh? on, the closing, on the only closing remark i have judah is to tell everyone to please check on your single widowed um recently single friends and family members going into the holidays check on them the holidays are pretty tough for a lot of people who are alone um and sometimes a single phone call can stop someone from potentially taking their own life around this time of the year. So, um, or, or slipping into a deep depression. Um, the social media is gonna highlight all of these family photos, doorstep photos, you know, photos with their parents and everyone. Even some, even your family members that recently lost a family member, a mother or a grandmother or something, check on them because all of this is about to be um, hype for them. Um, and sometimes folks just leave a phone call to notice someone. Yes, thank you. And the National Suicide Prevention Line, always reach out to them. And have it handy, especially if, you know, um, a person is in that mode or, or ready to do whatever. Um, um, and if you are one of those people, you know one of those people, um, you can always DM me and I can give that to you or DM uh, at lady underscore backpage as well. So we can just reach out and know that not a caring moment, but this is a check-in, check-up, check-out moment to make sure that we're all checking on each other so we can have a great year to find your arms. So, there's no more. We'll see you later, and good night. Stay tuned. Our person for the next person. Or the next. <laughs> good night.